Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 518, December 14th, 2020. Back in 1998, we hit 55 degrees on this day. Wow. And in 1901, it was 27 below. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. GLers, we have an assignment. Uh, a number of people, including Priscilla from Seattle, uh, Mike Zipko in town, Tom in our building, many others have recommended that we watch. You'll recall the original uh, documentary was called Seattle is Dying. One of the most brilliant, horrific videos I've watched. Uh, KOMO <clears throat> News has reprised that oh. with uh, an hour and a half documentary called Fight for the Soul of Seattle. Uh I watched five minutes, then noted that it's an hour and 30, so I didn't have time to complete it, obviously. But I, it was riveting in the first five minutes. And it might as well be a documentary called uh, Fighting for the Soul of the Country's Tallest Buildings. Right. It's, uh, it's extraordinary. And I, I want GLers to watch it because we're, we're going to make every attempt uh, to get the people on Wednesday. I will uh, I will post this to both the Garage Logic Facebook page and I will also include it in the daily post of the show at garagelogic.com. So I, I think what you do uh, you go to the Googles. Jesus. Huh? <laughs> go to the you, Googles. You go to komonews.com <laughs> and find right. Fight for the Soul of Seattle. Right. komonews.com Fight for the Soul of Seattle, it's uh, it's it's beyond riveting. It's appalling, it's just appalling. Or if you want, you can go to the Garage Logic Facebook page and uh, or go to garagelogic.com click. and click on the link and boom, it'll be right there. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Got her. There's that option too. That's right. B. That's B. B. I B. Think B. Right. <laughs> B. B. Oh, now I get. Hold on, hold on. Now you mentioned it, Ruck. Now we gotta. No, 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 no. You have because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you A, quarantine with your wife and child, or B? B. Definitely. B. Definitely B. <laughs> uh, something we might want to take. Is Kenny with us or did he leave? No, Kenny's right He's here. here. No, here I am. I'm oh. just doing a little reading. Well, something we might want to take up this week uh, and attempt to. Geez, I, I hope you're not hearing these papers. I find that. I'm so confident in this new system, I can move papers around. I think you're all right. You're good. A bar in East Grand Forks, Minnesota, had its liquor license suspended after the bar continued violating the governor's executive order despite a citation and restraining order. The Department of Public Safety, Alcohol, and Gambling Enforcement Division suspended the liquor license of Boardwalk Bar and Grill. According to a press release from the department, the 60-day suspension is effective until from now until Feb 9 of 2021 Ooh. if the establishment violates the order again its liquor licenses will be revoked its liquor license will be revoked for five years executive order 2099 was implemented to begin a four-week dial back on certain activities 
to slow the spread of COVID-19. The order prohibits all restaurants and bars from selling alcohol for on-premises consumption. Uh, That latest order began November 20 and runs through December 18th. The Attorney General and the Minnesota Department of Health have also taken action in an effort to bring this establishment into compliance with the executive order. On Friday, Polk County District Court granted the Attorney General's motion for a temporary restraining order to prohibit the boardwalk bar and grill from remaining open to the public. Uh, While we recognize the struggles that bars and liquor establishments have experienced, willful disregard of the law puts Minnesotans in danger and will not be ignored. People's lives have have to take precedent during this pandemic, Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington said. We will continue to work with public safety and business partners to educate and provide advice on how to slow the spread of COVID-19. And we're not going to talk about it today. We were wrestling with this a bit uh, prior to the show. And what would happen, for example, if 400 bars opened? Hmm. What what law enforcement could be effective enough to close 400 of them? I'm not suggesting they should. Uh, I'm not suggesting I, I have the, I know, I'm not suggesting I have the answer to that. I'm just wondering what would happen if uh, if they opened en masse, en masse. As far as I'm concerned, Ellison and the governor need to be arrested and thrown in prison. Yeah, this, is, this is so, I don't want the emails. Yeah, let's save it. I don't want the emails. We'll save it. I, I, again, and I. I'm married to a nurse, and so I'm really conflicted with stuff like this. I, I, mm-hmm. I am. And it, I get the reason why we need to do this. I'm a mask wearer. I get all that. But do these, do these politicians not realize that they are ruining people's lives? These politicians ruining. who have not taken a pay cut. Not <laughs> one. Not, a pay not cut. one has missed a paycheck. Do they not realize that? Families are really struggling right now. Mental health is at an all-time high in terms of crisis. And these and idiots is it good or bad? Is it good or bad, gentlemen, that the government hasn't offered a government teat for these folks to belly up to since they're putting them out of business? How are they expected well, to Well, we played the money? bit from Crenshaw no, last week, Kenny. They're We're finalizing pu- it right now. They're finalizing a state effort to provide relief to businesses. Yeah, okay. yeah, they need more than relief. They need to earn a living, and all those people that work for those bars need to earn a living. It's all we want to do, <laughs> you know. It's all we want to do. Mm, Go to work and make the money and pay the bills and keep on living. I, too, uh, follow the mask requirements, but I keep laughing to myself when I remember what Scott Jensen told us, the doc who serves in the state senate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If the mask was effective, it would be like uh, you missed throwing a golf ball through a double wide door. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? If if it reduces it by five percent, it's cheap. It's like the lottery. It's cheap insurance. cheap insurance. We're all on board. We've yep. all said that. Yep. We've all said that. But he, as a doc, he did the measurements, and you know, wearing a mask is like trying to prevent a golf ball from going through a double wide door. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to laugh. From five feet away. Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh, I bet cousins could miss that. Ooh, why? Now, why? Why do I have to go there? Bailey, why? Bailey, Bailey definitely would have right, missed right. it. 
Bill Stein, <laughs> the, Bill Stein you know, said, he, ba- I'm sorry, Bill Stein said, Bailey's not the only one who's going to jump off a bridge this Christmas. Oh, jeez. Oh, Bailey's not going to be the only Bailey to jump off a bridge. Get it? I uh, got it. I got it. That's a little more. That's a little I, more fun. I don't get it. Uh, Mary, don't you know me? Oh, it's George oh, Bailey. Oh, George oh, Bailey awful, goes off the awful bridge. Movie, he he awful tries to movie. capture Clarence, though, who already jumped first. Right. Yeah. It's not an awful movie, Kenny. It's a... You know, and we can sit here and joke and yuck it up, but meanwhile, uh, you know, these businesses are closed and they're not making their money and that their livelihood is killed. But then you roll into Walmart's parking lot on yep. Black Friday yep. and you can't find a place to park within a mile of the building. And it's elbow to elbow in there. Tell me that's fair. Go ahead. Well, Tell me well, anything. Well, you know, you shove it down my throat. <laughs> well, you keep forcing me into the role of, of devil's advocate i would prefer to think of myself as in the role of just uh, being somewhat objective and provide you the you know perfectly well what the answer is that you're going to get that people are there for a short time and they're out and their argument about bars and restaurants is that you linger and uh, the, as the alcohol loosens you up you get more adventuresome and what have you and and uh that's going to be their answer i'm not saying i agree with it i that's am more their comfortable answer. doing 45 minutes in 30 bales than i am doing 15 minutes in walmart well and that's I, a personal choice yeah. and that's what they've taken away from us i can't i was at 30 bales saturday i what heard i heard delightful operation i was there yesterday and got a full report of the mayor's um visit to 30 mm. bales oh it was fantastic what'd you have I ordered, I provided meals for four different families. Yeah, boy. Wow. I got reimbursed on one of them. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Like (laughs) Meals on Wheels, huh? Uh, So people, it ranged from spicy chicken to tater tot hot dish to uh, short rib pot pie to spicy chicken sandwiches to uh, what have you. It was all wonderful. How good was that short rib pot pie? Very good. Very good. Very good. You know what I had last night? The tachos. With pickled red onion. Well, as long as you're saying this. There we go. 30bales.com. Right. One, one of the pleasures of going to a restaurant is eating the food right away. I, yes. I, think, I think great meals lose a lot in transit. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they, you got to reheat them and the whole deal. But one of the pleasures of dining is to dine right, right there. There you yeah. go. Attack. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame. Uh, <clears throat> That's you look at a place like you look at a place like Thirty Bales. Uh, I don't know anything about this Boardwalk Bar and Grill up in East Grand Forks, but uh, they, they could they could easily socially distance in that building in and that they, Thirty Bales were, building. And yeah. they were doing that up were. until what December, November. 20th. Or, I'm sorry, November twentieth. Yeah. Well, that's just like I went the, the last time I went to Shamrocks. I don't know several weeks ago, where four of us went. And there was every other table. It was working fine. There was nobody sitting at the bar. So they were still open. And at least there were people coming in. Right. And then they scoot you out. And, you know, somebody else comes in. Joe, your theory about it, food losing something in transit, that's the exact reason why when I go to Grundhofer's, uh, I sit in the parking lot and shove that entire <laughs> like carton salmon? of smoked salmon <laughs> oh my down God. my big fat mouth. God in his beard, in his everywhere. My right favorite. Uh, you have to lick your hands before you touch uh, the steering wheel. My water. favorite <laughs> Kenny eating salmon in the truck story is when you also stopped at the gas station to buy crackers. Yeah, I had to get Triscuits. 
Well, you want to do it right. <laughs> I mean, he's a man of elegance and class. A man of elegance and class. I had to use my elbows to go in and out of the door because my fingers were covered in that salmon stuff. Oh. I've been sitting on. Uh, oh. I've been sitting on some remarks from our friend Dave Bliss, who was a great thinker, has written to us previously on many occasions. He lives in Sofia, Bulgaria. That's true. That's not somebody calling themselves Chuck from Alabama. Right. Uh, he has connections here, of course. And I've been sitting on what he wrote, and I've been waiting for the right opportunity to bring it up because I think it's terribly powerful. And I think the opportunity has come up today. Uh, on the front page of the Star Tribune, there's essentially a puff piece about Ilhan Omar. Uh, and and we, get, we get her wish list for the Biden administration as she pushes the progressive agenda. Uh, President-elect Joe Biden was not U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar's first choice to lead her party because he was not progressive enough, according to her. Uh, but she has requests for him now that he is. Cancel tens of thousands of dollars in federal college debt per student. Pay all federal contractors a $15 minimum wage. Declare climate change a national emergency, among other things, and do it all in his first 100 days in office through executive orders. A, what does that have to do with the 5th Congressional District? Uh, nothing. I, I read the, re, the comments uh, today online on the Star Tribune, and surprisingly, she has many, many woke uh, followers who cheer her on. Uh, of course, there were many, many who think she's preposterous, but she has her followers. Uh, Chuck Schumer uh, is calling for Biden to bypass Congress and cancel billions of dollars in student loan debt during his first day in office. We have come to the conclusion that President Biden can undo this debt, can, can forgive $50,000 of debt the first day he becomes president, Schumer said. You don't need Congress. All you need is a flick of a pen. And while reading this and other stories, a long email came in from David Bliss. Uh, let me start by saying that the... the what did she call climate change a national emergency? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't mean this facetiously. I think we have a national emergency. And the national emergency is America is being hijacked by this kind of thinking. Yeah, absolutely. America is being hijacked by a woman in this case, not just her. She has, well, Chuck Schumer is a like-minded progressive. But in her case, she is uh, completely unaware of what American liberty means. Uh, not only is she unaware of it, she doesn't seem to wish to understand it or embrace it. Uh, and here are Bliss's thoughts about government paying off student loans. And when you, when you listen to his thinking, just think how many areas of, 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 the, of culture we can apply his thinking to. It's an astonishing piece of writing. Came in in early December, I've been waiting over the weekend, I got to thinking about the government paying off all student loans. As we all know, but constantly need to remind ourselves, the government does not have any money. 
in reality, any government plan to pay off loans is the government taking money from taxpayers to pay off debts of a specific group of people. Who are taxpayers? Anyone who earns an income, owns property, or buys taxable items. In essence, everyone. Who has an outstanding student loan? The internet is full of mixed numbers on this, but it appears that roughly 30% of all adults in America has an outstanding student loan. Thus, any plan to pay off student loans is a plan to take money from the roughly 70% of people who do not have student debt and to give it to a minority of people who do. Who are the 70% who do not have loans? Some of them are people who decided not to go to college. Maybe they were not academically inclined. Maybe they thought it financially beneficial to skip college. Whatever their reasons, they use their freedom to go a different route. Should they be required to pay for other people's decisions to go to college? Others might have gone to a trade school. I had a high school buddy who went this route. He finished school before I was halfway done with college. He had a well-paying job before I started my junior year, and he owned a house before he turned 22. He used his freedom to pursue a lucrative career without a liberal arts degree. Should he be required to pay for other people's college? Some go into the military. They go to a college for a few years and then give a few years of their life and service to our country. Or they sign up right out of high school as enlisted men and women. They use their freedom to serve. Should they be required to pay for other people's college? Then there are the people who go to college and graduate without debt. I fall into this category. I was awarded scholarships to cover all of my tuition and part of my room, board, and fees. The rest was paid for by working part-time jobs, taking on contracting work, and a bit of help from my folks. In essence, I use my freedom to work. I worked my tail off in high school, getting good grades, and during my four years in college to cover my expenses. Should people like me now be required to pay for the education of people who did not work so hard? Other people had wealthy parents. Their mom and dad used their freedom to work and for years diligently saved up money to pay for their progeny to go to school. They gifted their hard work to their sons and daughters in the form of higher education. Should this gift be negated by forcing both them and the kid they save for to now pay for the college of people who did not save? Still, other people could not afford college and used their freedom to take out a loan. They then continued to use their freedom to get jobs and over time paid off that debt as responsible citizens. Should they now be required to take on the debt of those who have not been responsible, who have not worked so hard? Then there are those who use their freedom to acquire college debt and for whatever reason have not paid it off. These are the people favored by politicians. They made their choices and now our leaders are asking people who made different choices to pay for it. Demands are made of the worker, the tradesman, the soldier, the scholar, the athlete, and the other hardworking people of this country that made something of themselves through grit and determination. They are now being told to give what they work for to people who have not earned it. In doing so, politicians are honoring one choice above others. They are honoring the choice to not save, not study, not work, not train, and not fight. They are honoring those who spend other people's money. America is a place where people can pursue any number of paths in life. No one is required to take on debt. Some decided to do so. This is freedom. This is the right to pursue our own happiness in our own way. The sinister part of the government paying off all student loans is that it removes freedom. In the end, whatever path the people of America personally take is irrelevant. All end up paying college debt. 
except now some pay college debt without having the benefit of ever having gone to college, while others pay it twice, once for themselves through their hard work and once for everyone who did not work for it. In the end, our freedom is for naught. Our decisions do not matter. All our hard work is meaningless, and another piece of liberty dies. That's what Omar does not understand. She does not understand that what is in play when you say, I am choosing to represent the people who have made poor decisions and I expect you to pay for it, what she doesn't understand is that she's inflicting a great wound on our liberty. She's inflicting great wounds on a traditional American life. And uh, same with Chuck Schumer and same with everyone else who was on board with this preposterous idea of forgiving student loans. Well, what do they say? What is their answer to that? That was a, a beautiful piece of writing, yeah, it, and he was 100% right on all accounts. Uh, how, how can they respond to that? They play the, uh, they play the victimization card that these people uh, got in over their heads and need help. But you see, I told you before I read it, think of how this applies to everything. We're, we're reducing bail for criminals. We're eliminating, yep. Yep. We're eliminating misdemeanor offenses. We're, if you watch uh, Trying to Save the Soul of Seattle, you see how the city has surrendered to the, to the people destroying the city, not the people building it. They're, they're, they believe that by paying off your student loan, they are keeping a promise to you. Never mind that it inflicts wounds on 70% of the population. Where does it stop, Joe? Uh, it's, it's, well, that, that puts us on the threshold of the mystery. Uh, I, I mean, is, are credit cards next? Oh, you would think so, wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Well, can yeah. we move that in front of school right. school loans? How about my mortgage? Can we take care of that, too, while we're at it? That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Is that next? And is this part of an underlying secret plan to make all of us 100% dependent on the government for everything? Well, that would be that would be the, that would be the mystery. That would be and the success of the mystery. This, can you link this successfully to what's happening all over the country? And we talked about it earlier with the example of restaurants not being able to open and now in turn these restaurant owners getting a check oh, from the government Kenny. so is this all part of the plan to make us utterly and totally dependent on the government and then the second part of that question is how do we keep raising this money if we can't make money you know because like you said it all comes from our taxes mm -hmm. well if we're not making money liquor licenses uh, property taxes right exactly matthew so what say ye joe i mean what's going on here what's going on is what we've been talking about for a minimum of 10 years there are people among us including ilhan omar who would cancel the way america has been traditionally functioning and she would replace it with some sort of quasi-socialism slash Marxism, something where the government would control the means of goods. And, of course, people don't see beyond their p 
pocketbook, and maybe that's I, maybe I can't fault him for that. But everybody I know that has student loan debt is chomping at the bit for this. This is wonderful for them, and they can't wait for it, and they want it to happen right away not being able to see into the future and see see where this is leading. You, you know what else that this also plays into, Joe? It's the it's the unholy alliance that you've been talking about for decades between big government and big education where we're not going after the fact that it costs you 78 million dollars a year to go to St. Olaf, but we're going to go after the evil banks that gave you that loan. Let's not lose. Let's not lose sight of why uh, Bliss's true. Uh, All right. uh, uh, comments are so uh, relevant about everything that's happening in the country. It would be my strong suspicion that Omar and Chuck Schumer and, and the Squad and all the progressive wing of the of the Democratic Party would be my suspicion that they've long since abandoned the reverence and, and preservation of liberty as GLers might think about liberty. They've, they've abandoned that. They're, they're willing to chisel away at liberty to bring about what they believe to be their virtuous look at the country. It, but it's, the, it's your liberty that's at stake here. It is absolutely not American to expect your neighbor to pay your debts. That's not how we've operated. If they, if they had a right-thinking, well, there aren't any right-thinking people in the Democratic Party. <laughs> but what, what, if you're really that concerned, Omar and Schumer and the rest of you, I've said this a hundred times, why have you not brought big college to Washington and sweated them under the Klieg lights like you've brought big insurance, big pharma, big oil, big, big pharmaceutical, big soda, Social. big tobacco. Yep. Why haven't you brought the presidents of every college in the country and university and said, you people are getting away with murder here. Your tuitions keep rising. You just do whatever you want the hell with you. And if these kids want their loans paid back, you're going to have to come up with the money. I, I could accept that. I, I can't even accept that because the college entered into a business contractual arrangementship with the student, and the student has an obligation to pay the school. But the schools have become preposterously expensive. But from what I understand about school loans, the college has already been paid, right? This is a third-party yeah, yeah. loan. Yes. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the government's been the middleman. Right, in but a if lot a, of if cases, a, right. If, yeah. a, if, America, if America has a national emergency, it's that we're getting hijacked in a, in a, across a wide spectrum of subjects. Law enforcement, behavior, mm -hmm. education. The country's being hijacked by bad ideas. And... and for the Star, Star Tribune just gives this gal, Omar, a, 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 just a puff, a puff piece here in, in which she's allowed to say, well, we certainly intend to be collaborative and we're going to have to build coalitions mm -hmm. and we're going to have to work together. And No, you're not. You're, 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 you, uh, you, we don't know that. You can't have made your intentions any clearer. 
climate change a national emergency. Tell that to the people struggling to put food on the table in the 5th Congressional District. That is not a national emergency. The national emergency is that you think climate change is a national emergency. Mm -hmm. The national emergency is you're helping to hijack this country out from under our feet. I didn't know know Dave Bliss was going to be that good. I was just going to say that. Dang Dang it. You beat me to it. The underlying uh, (laughs) theme here, liberty, obviously not underlying. It's right there at the end, and we've talked about it at length. Do you think people just don't understand what liberty is and that by following through on this, their liberty, their freedom, their rights, they're compromising them? This is an unholy alliance. You're getting in. Go ahead. We've awakened to liberty's preciousness too late. Yeah. Boy, I think the that's I think a the, mouthful. I think nope. the average American citizen has awakened to liberty's sacred preciousness too late. Mm-hmm. And for too long we have been silent as it has been chipped away at. Uh, and there's just no better example of it than this this highway thievery of taking from 70% of the Americans who were responsible and giving that money to the 30% of Americans who, for whatever reason, have been irresponsible. That's a direct attack. That's a direct attack on your liberty. But because of how divided we are, not only as a nation, but also in office right now, even if this is proposed, even if Biden on January 21 says that this is going to happen, there's no way that there's going to be enough bipartisan support to make this happen. Well, he can do this without it going through Congress, can sign, he not? And that's what, sign an executive that's what, order. Yeah, that's what she's requesting. Oh, that's oh what Schumer's God. requesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, you don't need, need Congress. To, you don't need no, Congress. He, he admits it so much, as much right in the article. Mm-hmm. Right. And the one thing that I kind of softly disagree with you on um, about uh, the left not being, oh, God, what did you say? Um, Something about right. Not all Democrats and people on the uh, on the left are opposed to commerce. Oh, 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 absolutely. I agree with you. Absolutely. We're talking about the progressive wing of the party. Okay. You're, you're talking about AOC who helped prevent Amazon from providing 25,000 jobs in New right. York City. Right. Yeah. No. We're talking about Omar, Rashid Tlaib, I, I, Ariana Presley, Chuck Schumer, and the rest of the people who really, really love their life on the rail and, and, and intend to stay there forever. Right. Okay. Oh, no. There are, there are many, many... Uh, left-thinking people in this country who have embraced capitalism and made fortunes. Yeah, and former progressives, by the way, that have now been shoved out of their party and, uh, like a lot of us, are floating somewhere in the middle looking for something to, you know, grasp. We mentioned, Joe. uh, hmm? The great thing? Uh, There ain't no mystery about the American Institute of Non-Destructive <laughs> Testing. Boy, that's it's, the, it's the opposite of the failed academy. Right. It's our answer to not only the mystery, and like you said, the failed aca- academy, you're going to learn a marketable skill in a rewarding field, get a great job, start making good money, 
pay off the school loan all the while learning more getting higher levels of certification and making more money the american dream if you have the ambition the drive the world is yours literally the world is yours let's get to the info first the website very important trainingndt.com there you're going to learn about what kind of testing what kind of jobs at what companies but uh, i can dumb it down for you into crib notes you're going to be non-destructively testing everything from new little parts to old massive structures or new massive structures and old little parts. But what you do is you test for stress and adequacies and flaws to determine their usefulness. The class is six months online, followed by three weeks in class at that brand new facility up near Brainerd, all the while shacked up in a very nice hotel that's part of your tuition. And that's when you're going to meet your future potential employers. They fly in from all over the world to handpick you, their next, te uh, next testing pros. And there's a 92% placement rate uh, that matches, matches made in heaven a very probable outcome. TrainingNDT.com is the website. It's an eye-opener. If you're young and just getting started in the working world or if your current situation is less than rewarding, Please check them out, the Institute of Non-Destructive Testing at trainingndt.com, endorsed by GarageLogic. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You know, as long as it is the end of the world, let's go out in style and comfort with the most comfortable underwear you will ever own. That can be found at chillboys.com. Another great note, this time from Rita, who made a purchase for her husband. She said, Reeves, thanks to you and the GL crew for turning me on what Whoa. to chillboys and chillboys.com. What fantastic customer service. Julie was such a treat to work with. Well, that's because Julie's the absolute best. Uh, and I got my order fast and free. Just like you said when I spent over $40. Thank you, Rita, for supporting our friends Woo. over at the Chill Boys. Holiday season is upon us. Get that gift of comfort for your guy. Chillboys.com. Please place your order and tell him you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Uh, a few more thoughts on this, uh, essentially this puff piece in the Star Tribune. Last month, Omar and New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez both members of a group of four progressive women of color in the House Democratic Caucus that dubs itself the Squad, led a petition to freeze out former Biden Chief of Staff Bruce Reed from an appointment to the Office of Management and Budget. Why? Mm -hmm. They called Reed a deficit hawk who presided over cuts to Medicare and Social Security in the Obama administration. So don't tell me she's not going to have influence. In other words, Biden says, well, I want Bruce Reed. And they say, no, 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 we're going to get a petition. You can't have him. He, he likes to keep an eye on the budget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is going to be really crazy how this pans out because you're going to have the, they're going to be in party fighting. Now, towards the end, you say, still, don't expect Omar to go totally low profile. Last week, she pushed back against Obama's remarks critical of the defund the police movement among yep. progressive Democrats, which originated in Minneapolis. On her campaign website, she is selling buttons that say black women refuse to be muzzled and shirts that say F-word around and find out. But Omar has largely refrained from criticizing the incoming president and his team. She recently tweeted praise for Biden's pick for Secretary of Health and Human Services. 
uh, California Attorney General Xavier Becerra. I don't think the evolution of Ilhan Omar and what kind of politician she wants to be is done yet, said Todd Rapp, a DFL political consultant and strategist. There is no playbook on how to be a member of Congress who represents a very safe seat. So you hear that, District 5? You're considered just an automatic seat for her. I could go a lot deeper with the whole uh, T-shirt thing, black women refuse to be muzzled. Why is she creating division where there isn't any? Because that's what they do. I mean, is this a part to drive? Is this uh, just a part of her um, her uh, ambition or her role to drive us further apart? Mm -hmm. I mean, why does it have to be black women? Why can't it be any women? Why can't it be? I mean, the whole thing just is absurd to me. Why does she have to use profanity? Right. Says the old man yelling at you to get off my lawn. Why does she have to be so foul? So now I'm supposed to fear black women when yes. in, in the past I've loved them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Along the it's same lines, amazing. along the same lines, because things are crumbling. Things are crumbling. Uh, structural truths, the law matters, for example, is crumbling. Uh, you're responsible for your own debts. There are people that would crumble that. Well, there was Downing pointed this out to me. I saw it in the St. Paul Sunday paper. I didn't bother to, to read it. It's called, When One Record Store Closes, Other Windows Open. And it's a story about a guy named Colin Wilkinson who owned something called Dead Media. And now he's got a new record store called Disco Death Records. And he doesn't, he's not successful at all. I, I don't know why this story is in the paper. <laughs> He hasn't made a dime. Wilkinson's new venture focuses on having an online presence with detailed prescriptions, descriptions, and photos of all analog media sold. Disco Death is located in the North Wind Lofts in Minneapolis and also has limited walk-in hours and appointment slots to view records. Well, let me cut to the chase. Uh, it is written as this. Uh, uh, Wilkinson launched the website, realrevolution.org, at the beginning of November. Each month, Wilkinson says he plans to donate all the profits to local charities. Wilkinson's first donation went to the Black Women's Wealth Alliance, which focuses on generational wealth building to strengthen the economic futures of black women, according to their website. There is some legal dodginess to the real revolution, Wilkinson acknowledges. Although the website's profits are going to nonprofits, he admits he essentially is using someone else's music for profit. But Wilkinson is comfortable promoting the project, he said, because the money will be going back into the community. Now just, uh -huh. just, just, just ponder that for a minute. I guess that makes it okay to use other people's music without paying for the right to do so, so long as you give the money to to uh, various charities, oh, and that's Robin that's Hood. that's considered that's considered fine, because what's crumbling among our many institutional foundations? What's crumbling is we've gotten to the point where this guy gets a big big story. I still don't know why he hasn't sold a nickel's worth of anything. Uh, this guy gets a big big story that essentially says, "Here's a guy that's stealing." The music rights of other people making his own mixtapes and cassettes and then selling them. Well, okay. 
I guess it's okay because he's going to give it to the Black Women's Alliance or whatever. I guess that makes it okay then. That's where we're headed. Lawlessness will be approved if it's lawlessness approved by the progressives. There we go. Such, that's what the bar in Grand Forks should have done. Said we're giving all this money to charity. Yes. I I wonder if that would have had an impact. How can we be so blind? Yeah. Lawlessness will be looked the other way on if it's lawlessness that's approved by the salon. Mm -hmm. It's only from the salon that you're getting calls to defund police. They are prepared to accommodate lawlessness if they believe it is lawlessness committed by people who deserve to be lawless. Can I get an amen? Is that too hard amen, to find? Amen, uh, brother. Amen, oh, brother. going to need to give me a second. Say amen. amen. Say amen. Say amen. Amen. What do you got wow. under here? Is that this I'll one? Give you another amen. A- no, that's not it. Give you another amen. amen for yesterday's piece in the uh, St. Paul paper, too, Such. That was well written. Amen and amen. Say it twice. Sounds so nice. I wonder why that column is no longer available on the online Pioneer Press site. Ooh, Usually really? they stay there all week. Usually they stay there all week. Oh, wow. Wait. No, really? I love the. I, hey, I love the editor. Good guy. I love the guy. I, I don't think he's there's any. I don't. I just don't get why suddenly that column is Hold no longer on. available online. I'm gonna wait here because it's not like we're talking to Mr. Technical Wizard about this. So why don't we just hang tight for a quick second? Okay. Uh, well, you can get it. You can get it. No, but you you have to go to opinion. And then it'll pop up, but it's not featured as something you can readily get just by browsing the site. Well, it was in yesterday's paper. Right. It's but Monday. They, but they usually stay online, Chris, all week. Oh. It's well, okay. I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm, I'm somewhat I'm just going to search. Amused, I guess. Here, here we go. Well, right it here. shouldn't be. You should be alarmed. Well, I don't think, I don't think there's anything nefarious. Wait a minute. There. What is today? Are you emotionally invested in that uh, column writing gig? Yeah, I think so still, but it's I can see it waning. <laughs> what's, what's today's date? I did not expect uh, 12, that 14? answer. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting pushback and me <laughs> telling me to shut up. <laughs> well, Joe. No, I still care about it. This, yes. this has been, po- it's the okay, on the streets, we're talking about risk and vigilance, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they posted that on December 12th online. I know. You're, you're still missing my point. It, it's usually there today, tomorrow, Wednesday. Even though it would have been under, right, the, right. under the last right. week. Okay, gotcha. Right, okay. Right, okay, right. okay. It's okay. okay. I should not have brought it up. I should not have brought it up. Okay. But it's, uh, oh, in I see fact, you, I, I see you skipped a week here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which means I didn't get paid that week. Gotcha. I'm, not a, I don't, I'm no longer an employee of the paper. Got I'm it. a vendor. Got it. But let me get back to the point that got us thinking about this. Kenny, you were you were you were like the column, and it was essentially a column that said the only people talking about defunding police departments are city council people all across the country. When you watch Searching for the Soul of Seattle, again, keep in mind you might as well be watching that about any city in this country. And lawlessness is going to be made more commonplace. 
and, and how you can defund police departments when carjackings are up in Minneapolis 530% in one year. <laughs> Homicides are at a record pace. Homicides in St. Paul at a record pace. I think they're at 30, 34 is the record and from 1994 or whatever it is. How can you call for defunding the police? These people have no touch with the people in the neighborhoods. The people in the neighborhoods of Minneapolis and St. Paul are staying vigilant, watching where they park their car, uh, being aware of their surroundings, maybe carrying mace, because uh, you don't want to get hit over the head by a 14-year-old who wants your car. Right. Right. You know, um, they, oh, they can't link, Joe. No. They, they can't put two and two together. They, they, they don't understand the, that there are less police patrolling in Minneapolis, which in turn has given more criminals free reign. Mm -hmm. it, and like Chris hammers on us every single day, these 14-year-olds aren't in school, and they're seeing our, all the carjackings, and they're hearing about kids getting away with this, so they're trying it themselves. Right. Then they're going out and getting in a car they can't drive, and then they're crashing, and then they're dying. The, and the, the, the people in charge, they can't link these two together. And nope. it's the, what is it, the, the idle time is the devil's, or idle? Idle hands are the devil's work. That's it. Because the members of the salon, generally speaking, not in all cases, but generally speaking, have not led lives or had or have lifestyles that expose them to life outside their political rail. They have not led lives of, of what we would call normalcy. Mm -hmm. we've, we've joked about it, uh, Rookie and I have joked about it for 100 years. Do you ever see Betty McCollum at the hardware store? You ever see school superintendents at a local restaurant? Do you, do you, these people only surround themselves with themselves. In the bubble. In the bubble. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just for fun, uh, Rook, you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, yeah. I went back a couple Such columns to one that he, uh, was posted on November 21st about uh -oh. losing. You know which one I'm talking about, Joe? Yeah. I read the comments on that one. Yeah. Oh, God, don't Ooh. read the comments. Oh. Oh. It's so funny to read comments. <laughs> especially on social such about you from people who admitting admittedly do not read you because you are fill in the blank well i'm 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 either a righty or a lefty or you know i'm everything yeah, right yeah yeah Isn't but it's that, obvious from their comments that they don't read you at all but they already have an opinion well, that's, about what, you. that's what kessler just, and hauser said to us you know i know i'm amazing. doing my job when i piss off both sides of the i know i'm line. doing my job when i'm this hated <laughs> right. <laughs> right but they hate you for for, for somebody else's opinion of you uh, what i'm saying is they don't read it yeah, that's okay. but yet they they hate it yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do 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 Boy, leave it to a GLer to actually find a reason to go negative on the release of the vaccine. What is negative? Well, Such, uh, I maybe may be we somewhat schedule, facetious. Maybe we should schedule that show for Wednesday because I too have been doing some research. Well, no, this is kind of a funny letter. This okay. is a uh, honorable mayor. This is very crass of me to say, but I will do so anyway. There is a glaring irony with a failed academy regarding COVID and climate change. 
The Pfizer vaccine needs to be kept in dry ice to be viable. The melting right. of the dry ice will release CO2. The majority yeah. of UPS and FedEx trucks being used to do, for delivery are gas-powered. They also release CO2. All the news programs have airport footage showing the large polluting planes lining up for transporting the vaccine. A true Mysterian would refuse the vaccine until the Moderna version is approved and it is delivered in electric vehicles. I guess where the rubber meets the road, common sense overrules the idiocy of the failed academy. I'm a 64-year-old cancer survivor, so far, GLer, who will be at the back of the vaccine line. Not because I won't take it, because more to the fact that I have uh, more, but, what does he say? Not because I won't take it, but more because there are tens of millions of people who can use it before me. I wear a mask when I go out. I've been to Home Depot and Menards 80 times since March, as well as the grocery store, Costco, and others. If I get it and die, it sucks to be me. Don Muscle of Edinburgh. <laughs> he did raise an interesting point, though. You know, it was a tongue-in-cheek fun letter, but 94 degrees below zero, right? Yeah. That's where it's supposed to be kept. I think. But then if you put that in your body at 94 degrees below zero, instant death. So we're, we're walking a very fine line to how long the remedy is viable as it warms up. You see what I'm saying? Yes, because it's not going into your body at 94 below. Right. And then the other thing he brought up that I, I thought was interesting and a bit concerning to me, and uh, I, this is what I've been kind of following up on and researching, is um, who's getting it first? Medical workers. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah, today the first recipient was a nurse in New York. Absolutely. That's the way it should be. Except we haven't done any long-term testing. We know the short-term testing, and it's been thorough. And, you know, we're familiar with the the side effects of a few people. But we don't know what's going to happen two years, three years, five years down the road, if anything. And this is a bit paranoia uh, talking, but, but you know, the intelligentsia, they, they've been talking about this too. So that means the first people vaccinated might be the first people getting in trouble or having we, we, problems. We don't know. Did they, did, did they do a five-year trial on the first flu shot? Uh, okay. Yeah, th- these other vaccines that we've had have been much more thorough and long longer. Yes, yes, we do. Well, I'm I'm still of a mind that uh, by the time I get to take it, you know, and I'm in no hurry. I'm like Don. There's a millions and millions of people who need it more than I do. Uh, maybe by the time they I get up to the head of the line, they'll know more. Right, and and, and like uh, what was the letter writer's name? Like him, Don. I'm at the back of the line too, and uh, yeah. probably happily so because I'm certainly not an anti-vaxer. I'm just a tad bit concerned about the uh, timing on this one. Well, it's just you know, two guys getting chased by a bear. You just need to be faster than the other guy. <laughs> right, right. You only need to be the second slowest. That's right. why I told I'm chased by one with you guys in the crowd. <laughs> That's what I told my kid. If a bear comes after us, you better be out front because I am pushing you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the only thing that might have uh, topped my Saturday night dining adventure at 30 Bales would have been, of course, grilling my own meat from Grunhofer's, which still cannot be surpassed. And... uh 
it's uh, so successful. That How Spen successful is Well, it? Spencer's adding on 2,500 square feet. They're going to come out with the new meatloaf, which is not named yet, but we're, it'll be town ball. It'll be town ball meatloaf. And uh, the brats are there, the tomahawk steaks, uh, the Christmas meals of ham and prime rib. Don't forget that to prepare your, your Christmas meal. Also, the... Uh, the great uh, uh, jerky sticks and salmon and seasonings and uh, I'm sure I'm sure it was another fun weekend at, at Grunhofer's. Get yourself a chuck roast Here we or go. two. Yep. Get yourself a crock pot. Throw one packet of dry ranch and one packet of brown gravy and one that. stick of butter. I did it yesterday with two of them. Just double it and cook it on low for Ooh. eight hours. <laughs> and we I want to have leftovers. There you go. It's it's flaw. Even Souchere could do this. You 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 could not screw this. What up. does it end up being? It's pot roast. It just kind of it just it falls apart. Makes it mashed potatoes. What did you say about Joe? What did you say about Joe? That even I could even do Joe it. could do it. Uh, but I don't, we don't know that. But I wouldn't want to use butter. <laughs> well, you got to have some liquid in there, there, cowboy. You you can use. Always, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, hey, you're doing it all him. wrong if you're not using butter. Okay. Rookie, you know you know who could tell cause. me. You know he's who could tell me? Who could tell Any, me? Anybody at Grunhofer's could yes, help me figure it out. Yes, they got experts. Yeah. It's like a meat city. No. <laughs> the city desk for meat. What do you call it? City desk. Yeah, yeah. city desk for meat. Meatertainment. Right. Meatertainment. It's go. an emporium. There it's right there in Hugo at the north end of Hugo, which is not a long stretch, by the way. You know, we're not talking the country's tallest buildings here. Right. It's at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Cancer, the word nobody wants to hear. Worrying about your legal rights should not be the first thing you deal with when faced with a cancer diagnosis. But you do have legal rights. Many people are unaware their cancer may be related to exposure on their job. Asbestos, benzene, and cleaners are among many chemicals that cause cancer. Let the lawyers at CancerLaw.com help your family with medical bills, lost wages, and funeral expenses. Passionate, experienced Minnesota lawyers at CancerLaw.com can help you focus on your health and family. Visit CancerLaw.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Gosh, GLers, do you remember that scene in A Christmas Story when the old man is, uh, he has the Christmas tree up, it's all lit, sure, but he gets the uh, lamp. And he's got to yeah. find a spot. To, <laughs> he's looking for yeah. one more. And that thing yeah. is sparking in the wall. You know, the, the elect, he's got about 18 plugs in there. And it the is suicide with, plug. It's overloaded. Same thing with uh, Christmas Vacation yes, with Chevy Chase. Same exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's not supposed to happen. That's why you call my guys Troy and Tim at Live Wire. They are the official electrical contractors of Garage Logic. Troy and Tim can save you money on your electric bill with solar. We know all about that. And if you are a business owner, solar is really going to pay for itself. So really look into that. But also, they want to let you know that they can take care of all of your electrical needs as well. So, if you're a commercial tenant building out, you need to call Livewire. They specialize in helping all kinds of businesses doing build-outs and remodels. If you're just a regular guy, regular homeowner, you want to upgrade that panel or add circuits, uh, they sure as hell can help you, and they will come into your home. They will be very professional. They bring the electrical to you. It's like the chimney guy. You know, they come to your home. They, they don't take your electrical <laughs> plugs and leave. They will upgrade your panel. They're wonderful guys. And also, remember this. If you're adding outlets, maybe you're installing a car charger, do it the right way. Or even if it's the end of the world, how about a backup generator? Bottom line, you need electrical work done, call Troy and Tim at Livewire. Better yet, 
Go to their website, livewiresolarmn.com. They're GLers. They will take great care of you. I just talked to them last week. Livewiresolarmn.com. You Get actually said to- once, you actually said once for a clim- chimney cleaning yeah, service, the chimney they'll come to you. That's they, right. They will come to your home right. and clean Matthew, out your chimney. Yes. A backup generator in the country is more important than indoor plumbing. That really? should be something. Can you throw that in your I'm, uh, I'm writing that in down right now. A, a backup, backup generator, generator is more important in the country, in the country, more important than indoor plumbing. Right. Really? I'm going to quote you on that. Yeah. The New York Times is reporting that the Cleveland Indians is moving away from a name considered racist for decades. The Indians have been internally discussing a potential name change for months. A team spokesman told the Associated Press the franchise has no immediate comment. The Times said the team could make a formal announcement later this week. It's not known when the name change will take effect or if the team has settled on a new name. They've had the name Indians for 105 years. Cleveland's move away from Indians follows a similar decision earlier this year by the NFL's Washington football team. For years, Native American groups and others have protested against Cleveland's use of Indians as its name, as well as other imagery used by the American League Charter franchise founded in 1901. Last year, the team removed the contentious Chief Wahoo logo, from its caps and jerseys, but the smiling, cartoonish mascot has remained popular and merchandise is still sold bearing that image. Uh, the Indians have dealt with a backlash from fans upset over Chief Wahoo's removal and the club is certain to hear more with the decision to change its name. Oh no, what's going on? President Donald Trump tweeted, this is not good news, mm-hmm. even for Indians. Cancel culture at work. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the new name will be. I don't know what How about the mistakes with. or the errors? <laughs> Wasn't there the a Cleveland team called errors. the Spiders? The Cleveland yeah, Spiders? Yeah, they were a, uh, uh, were they an independent? No, they were a minor league team, weren't they? Yeah, go with Spider. Go with the Spider. Yeah, that sounds minor league. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not. No, no, they league. were a pro team because remember that was our, uh, when we did the Mezzometer. Yeah, they Meet were mentioned. The they were referenced in that because they had, I believe, one of the longer losing streaks or something like that in, in baseball. Chum. Cleveland chums. Or what's the Cleveland tourism video, Rook, we used to play? The, river, your, the river's the on fire. The river we'll that would set, set on fire. On fire. <laughs> it's Cleveland. Cayuga. i got to find that. We haven't heard that. Cayuga. It's just uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I love Cleveland. Cayuga. Oh, Cayuga, though, is a, uh, that's a tribe name. The Cayuga. Whatever. Band. Uh, what did I call it? Oh, here we go. And here it is. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared near the street. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're a douchebag. Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! And then that's there was, fantastic. Have you never heard that before, Kenny? <laughs> no, oh, I've never heard that. This wonderful. one's even better. Yeah, this one's better. <laughs> Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. 
Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Our main export is crippling depression. It could be worse though, at least we're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. Our That's industry wonderful. is, what is it? Our main export depression. is crippling depression. depression. <laughs> Hail the Garage Logic Skywatcher. Hail, Hail you. you. At least for this Skywatcher, this month has been disappointing. First, the predicted auroral display was a bust. Yeah. The sun's outburst missed us, so no northern lights. Second, the Geminid meteor shower, one of the best of the year, showed great promise until the clouds rolled in. Uh, third, this year's only total solar eclipse was best seen in the Tierra del Fuego, the southern tip of South America. Not many sky watchers could get there. Oh, well, we can still look forward to the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn on the yes. first day of spring, December 21st, if you're a 21st-er. So look to the southwest sky soon after sunset. That bright light hasn't happened in about 800 years. Dress warm and dust off your telescope. Maybe invite some friends and family. Things may start looking up. Always hopeful and pushing back. Proud member of the Royal Order of the 21sters and fellow Skywatcher Rick in uh, Kineski and Duluth. He means Pedro from North Korea. Ah. The uh, is that the star the wise men followed? That's what uh, they, they say. Or they, that's they, what they I believe. Read. Yeah, yeah, they believe that we're following that star to Bethlehem, and you're going to see it again. Yeah. And see it again this year, and I'm I'm uh, looking forward to it. Say when we return, uh, I have one of the greatest crow stories I've ever heard in my life. You've and had I'm some pretty good ones. You've had some pretty good crow stories already. This is the best ever, and you're going to uh, you're going to enjoy this. University of Garage Logic ninety eight College of Self Esteem Zip. Not a nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. So I'm reading a piece right now in the Star Tribune from last Monday, a week ago, December 7th. Saturn Jupiter team up for a celestial end to 2020. The lousiest year in living memory will end with an offering of heavenly wonder, a Christmas star. That's when Saturn and Jupiter line up, like Joe said, on the 21st. And before that happens, uh, I got to tell you, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas up at Moon Motorsports in Monticello, and they have the potential to make yours very, very merry. From motorcycles to ATVs, side-by-sides, and of course sleds, uh, it's the largest inventory of motorized fun, and it's all under one roof at Moon Motorsports. That's roof. Joe Roof, uh, and you'll find Roof. it online. <laughs> you'll find it Should online at MoonMotorsports.com. <laughs> the best gift in the whole wide world is of the motorized variety: a sled, an ATV, or bike for you, or the wife, or hubby, or that kid, or even you know what? The best gift gift giving anytime. It's got to be giving something to the grandkids. And it's a nice thing because Moon Motorsports has a really good selection right now of all of the above in youth sizes. You'll also find wonderful savings on 2020 models for bikes and great deals from manufacturers. And because Moon Motorsports carries such a wide selection of brands, they still have a great variety right there on hand. They also have a full apparel department. 
So a new jacket, snow pants, riding jersey, gloves, whatever, it's also a great gift idea. Nine brands of toys plus Triton trailers. We're talking uh, Skidoo, KTM, Ducati, Triumph, BMW, Can-Am, Yamaha, Polaris, and Honda. You can check them and the savings out at moonmotorsports.com. Then swing by. They're on the south side of 94 in Monticello, moonmotorsports.com. Hail the flashlight king. Hail Hail you. you. This is about crows with whom I am at peace. Yes. I'm inspired to write this tale of crow intelligence after listening to the Friday podcast. When I first purchased my home in Mac Groveland, I was gifted a great golden retriever from my uncle who bred hunting dogs who could withstand the rigors of duck and goose hunting on the eastern shore of Chesapeake Bay. I walked him twice each day through my neighborhood. One unfortunate neighbor had a tree in which about three dozen crows roosted. One day, unbeknownst to me, a chick had fallen from the nest to the ground. Trooper knew, though, he grabbed the chick as a bird dog would do. He had a soft mouth, so he didn't kill the chick. I told him to release the bird, which he did, and I left it on the ground. But no matter, the crows erupted and swooped and dived upon us, screaming and making a terrible ruckus. Those crows hectored us for years. Ultimately, my poor old dog, so proud and strong, admitted defeat and hung his head, skulking close to me as the crows harassed us. After he died, I replaced him with a different breed named Lincoln. I took Lincoln on the same walks through the same neighborhood for another 10 years, and the crows never once bothered us. That murder of crows never forgot and never forgave Trooper. They broke him eventually. In his last days, he refused to go into that neighborhood, and I had to take him on a different walk. He knew, too, what he did. Crows are intelligent, and dogs have memories. Anyone who says otherwise is gaslighting you and should have their Ph.D. credentials revoked. Kicking back 200 miles from a tall building. Mike, I mean Padraig, in Galway. Isn't that great? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Crows and dogs have memories. Oh, my word. Oh, well, this just in. Deadly new strain of virus now ripping through London area. Nice. Right. So That's they're going into sort of what sort of strain? Uh, New strain, COVID two O. We mm. don't know. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's start COVID all over 54. again. Fifty <laughs> four. Uh, yeah, that's just uh, that's well, just great. Uh, let me tell you something. Here we go. Uh, this thing might never end. This might. Never. Let me see if I can find it for you. What strain? Let's see if we have it here on the. Why don't we call uh, it what it is? It's a plague. That's it's what a plague. it is. Yeah. It's a plague. Yeah, it's been a great year except for the plague. Yeah, yeah, other, yeah. Than that, other than that. How's the yeah. plague, Mrs. Right, Lincoln? Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Other than the plague, how'd you do? Yeah. Right. yeah. All right, GLers, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, thank you to David Bliss in Bulgaria. I, I hope you continue to communicate oh. with us. And this might be way, a large request, Chris. Is there any way you can publish the entirety of that? Of David's letter to us, if, if that was, Joe still has the email, I certainly can. Go to your Joe, deleted file. Let me look because I don't let think Bliss look. sent it to all of us. I think he must have just sent it to you I because didn't yeah, no, I didn't see it, and I was I was going to ask you to reread it in its entirety before we jumped off the air. Uh, but it'd probably be better if you could just publish it and uh, GLers could read it for themselves. It, it came in uh, December 7th, so it's very unlikely I would find it. I'd be glad I'd be glad to read it again. 
I'll read it tomorrow. How's that? Or yeah, take it, a it's, it's of it. uh, December seventh. Very... I don't have one from him on December seventh. Unless I don't, yeah, I should have kept my mouth shut. I'm sorry. That's all, yeah, no, I it's because I know people will probably ask. <laughs> I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. It, sorry. it came in. Uh, I'm sorry. It came in December five. Oh, thank you for that clarification. We would have had GLs going. I bet it came in on the fifth, not the seventh. This uh, is episode what podcast is this anyway? <laughs> yeah. I'll keep it. I'll just keep it here. You yeah, we'll have somebody that. transcribe it. Well, okay. no, we won't. Oh. No, of course not. Hey, Rook. Know. Uh, why don't you tell us about the fine folks over at Matthew, Ray and Welter? By Keating. keeping it, he means the hard copy because he printed it out. Right. So he, yeah. it's, and he's it's got now being pinned to his bulletin notations board. Notations on it. Read the 14th, you know, and a little post-it, and it's set aside. There's a little coffee stain, a couple of pencil scribbles on it. He practiced making threes. Hold it. This just in from Stacy, the GL geologist. Mother is rumbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, she says, I hope the Chilean miners are all right. Can you hold, please? A 6.0 earthquake, Ooh. Chile, Bolivia, border region. Ooh. And it's, Matt, it's right next to that post that says payroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. Right. Vacation, payroll. Say T-shirt. If, <laughs> if your boiler Hat. is doing some rumbling, you know what you need to do? You need to get in touch with Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning in the summer, but they do want you to remind... You, to support the local restaurants out there, they're going through the toughest year that they can. The holiday season some of their busiest time, and we know they're all shut down. So how can we help save some of these businesses? Well, number one, you can get takeout food. You can buy gift certificates, and you just basically you know, kind of cheer them up by using some of those restaurants. And whether it is... No, what do you got for uh, me, Reeves? Uh, Heather's over in Minneapolis. Okay. How about Rudy's Red Eye Grill down in Lakeville Ooh. or Burrow, which we're both fans of, yeah. Rookie in Minneapolis, and get that hamburger. But also, like Joe and I did over the weekend, hit up our friends at 30 Bales uh, over in Hopkins. Uh, I was talking to Alex last night, waiting for my tachos with, oh, Rook, the tachos were so fantastic with the caramelized, caramelized pickled red onion. Yeah. And Alex told me that. Most of their business over the weekend was because of all of you GLers. That's so fantastic That's to really hear. That's really cool. Uh, order that takeout. Usually it takes about 15 to 20 minutes. The Scratch Midwest Kitchen menu is available at their website online at 30bales.com. Thank you very much to all the GLers that stopped in there and helped them out over the weekend. It's just that easy. And leave a nice little tip. Let's help these, uh, GLer, these GL restaurants out, please, because they are hurting. Anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. Again, thanks again to Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning and their family for sponsoring our drive to support these great establishments. Hey, if you have any heating needs this holiday season, check them out at welterheating.com. Thanks to the Welter family from the Rook. Brah. Okay, Broskies. Okay, that's going to do it. Okay. Uh, Hey, we also have some pretty cool news, uh, Rook. Yeah. Uh, Garage Logic, by the way. Uh, We haven't been really promoting the fact that we're on YouTube. Subscribe to GL on YouTube. GLers, we have a goal to get roughly 5,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. Only you can help us get there. Search Garage Logic on YouTube or find the link to our channel on garagelogic.com. And don't forget to follow Garage Logic on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find all the links to our social accounts online at the website garagelogic.com. And all this month, you can win a Garage Logic flag. Just by listening to us with the Pod MN app. Download it today on your Apple and Android devices. Rook, it's that so easy. So I can do just do a stupid video and post it on the Garage Logic YouTube site. Boom. And if you subscribe, you can watch it. Boom. 
It's oh, just this is going to be dangerous. Yeah, I know. Well, why do a stupid one? Do a good one. It's rookie. Well, it's be so good it's stupid. Or so stupid <laughs> it's good. Right. I can't figure it out. PodMN on your smartphone and PodMN.com for all of your great podcast listening.